The following episode of BG Mania is brought to you by OP Seat. Whether you're a master or grandmaster, you can't go wrong with OP Seat, the official gaming chair of Level Down Games. Featuring the ultimate level of luxury and performance, these chairs are fully backed by us after countless hours of use, and you can catch our unboxing and review over at leveldowngames.com. Upgrade your battle station today with the best chairs in the business. Welcome to BG Mania, a weekly video game music podcast found right here at Level Down Games, where we explore some excellent music and talk about our experience with each game. I'm Brian, joined as always by the Chow Garden resident himself. It's Frank. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to your uh, to your sister who made you play those all the time on the uh, was it the Dreamcast version? Uh, no, the GameCube version. To GameCube the that version. Still, that's right. She, she, she still plays it to this day. I had to buy her own GameCube. <laughs> For those just joining us, what we like to do here at BG Mania is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once, except for special occasion episodes like our anniversaries, which we do have one coming up later in July. So you're always guaranteed to hear something new, something fresh, and something exciting each and every week. Don't forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us and leave that five-star rating and a review so we continue to climb the charts in terms of search results. Thanks are also in order this week for the episode's official sponsor, OP Seat. Check them out over at opseat.com. Um, today, man, we're doing another listener request episode, one that I, I feel bad it took us this long to get to because the actual request itself came in. I pulled up the original email back on March. Uh, Jesus, March 5th. It came in. Had to look and, and double check. So it's been uh, almost two months, almost two months. It'll be two months and just a couple more days. Uh, Martin. Hey, guys, a UK listener here via Spotify. Enjoying the channel. Any chance of doing a Sonic 1, 2, 3, and Knuckles episode? 
Thanks in advance and keep up the good work. So I responded back asking if we could do an episode incorporating everything from the Sega Genesis and Game Gear, if that would be okay, because there were a couple other games that I wanted to incorporate. So that way we could do like a retro Sonic episode and a modern Sonic episode. So I I sent him back that reply and he said that sounded fantastic. Uh, He actually requested a song for the episode, which you happened to pick once again. So when we get to that one a little bit later, we'll we'll mention that. And uh, yeah, he tried to. and, And Martin, I did not ignore you. I know you sent in a follow-up email earlier this month uh, saying that you wouldn't mind just doing an entire Sega Genesis episode. And while I do like that suggestion and I am going to run with it for a future episode where we just do music from Genesis because we'll probably do several of those. I wanted to, to strictly focus on your original request, which was Sonic. Which is crazy. I thought for sure we would have played so much more music from Sonic. But uh, looking at the master list, not really. <laughs> we had only played four tracks from Sonic. Uh, no, we because we played four tracks from Retro Sonic. We had played two from Sonic 2 and two from Sonic 3 up to this point. We've played a couple from like Adventure, like Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. We've played, I think, a Sonic Boom or Sonic Colors. Or I think we've we did another Sonic game, I think, in one of our either Icy Levels episode or something. You picked one from a, a non-conventional Sonic game. So... Yeah, this was a fun episode to research, and the reason Martin had suggested potentially just doing all Sega Genesis is because a lot of the Sonic music isn't that long. It's no, shorter it's loops. It's shorter loops. Some of the some of the really exciting tracks were only like 20, 30, 40 seconds long, and well, we could stick that in there and just loop it ourselves. I like to try to find the ones that are natively longer off the off the get-go. So I think we did a pretty good job. We each came up with eight tracks apiece. Uh, incorporating all of the following games. So these are the games you're going to hear on the episode. Actually, you know what? I should tell you that games that were eligible that we'll we'll do it that way. And then we'll just we'll we'll surprise you with our picks, even though you can look ahead and see the track list in the show notes. So I guess it doesn't really matter, does it? But we did uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 1, 2 and 3 from Sega Genesis. Sonic the Hedgehog 1, 2 and 3 from Game Gear, because the uh, the Game Gear did have a third one called Sonic the Hedgehog Triple Trouble. We also picked from Sonic, Sonic Chaos technically qualified, but we didn't have anything from that. Um, Sonic and Knuckles qualified, so we have some picks from that. What else qualified? Sonic Blast qualified, but that soundtrack and, uh, does Sonic not any good. Sonic Spinball counted, Sonic 3D Blast counted. I actually have, I think, two picks from Sonic 3D Blast later in the episode, uh, which I was surprised you didn't pick from, because that's a Genesis game, a late, late, late Genesis game. I am very partial. Sonic 2. Yeah, you did pick a lot of your picks from Sonic 2. Um, the other two games that qualified were Sonic Drift 1 and 2, but those soundtracks were just bad, dude. They were bad. They're booty. They were bad. I listened to them from start to finish. It took me about 15, 20 minutes, and they just sucked. So. <laughs> I listened to every track from 1, 2, 3, Knuckles, and Spinball. Okay. Uh, and I picked out what I thought was the best of the best. And we crossed over a lot because you agreed that I picked out pretty much the most. No, yeah, you picked uh, several of the of the better tracks. I think you had because I had, I think, 12 or so tracks. I had 12 or so tracks saved by the time you set your list. And I think you took five of the 12 I had. So luckily, 10, 9, 8, 7, I had to. I ended up getting rid of two additional tracks besides the ones you picked which left me with five. So I had to find three more after you sent your list. And I think it ended up being a really good list. 
And we opened with a stellar track that happened to come from your list. Um, my absolute favorite piece of music from a Sonic game to date. And that is Chemical Plant Zone, uh, which is Sonic 2. And that came out November 21st, 1992. I remember it well. I got this for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, um, actually, I got the money to buy my, uh, my Sega for Christmas. I bought the Sega Genesis December 26th. Okay. Yes. I, I, I took all the money from my, my aunts and uncles who gave me that, and I took my butt to the store, and I bought it myself with my own money. And I still had, and I still had a share of Nicole. Not fair. Not fair at all. My money. I paid for this. Now, why is this one of your favorite tracks of all time? Like, why is this one of your favorites? It just, it stuck with me. Like, it, it, it's so funky. I just, it, it was like, when, when I heard it, I was like, oh, this is really awesome. And like, it, it, it's endured. Just like, uh, I don't know why. There's, uh, there's, trust me, there's lots of great music for Sonic. But when, it, when, it comes to, when it comes to Sonic songs, this is the one that like just, this and Green Hill Zone, which I'm sure we'll hear later on, hope we hear later on, if we haven't played it already. Um, they're just, they're iconic. Agreed. I 1000% agree. We, we've, we've played the, uh, the smooth, the groove version of it on our YouTube cover episode. (laughs) We have, I mean, it just goes to show you, I I love the song so much that, uh, you know, I was willing to play the cover of it. Oh, we did the cover episode. Everything about Sonic 2. I just, I I love it. Uh, little, little, little fun Frank fact, not even a, about the game. This is this game introduced Tails. Yes. Uh, Miles, Tails, Prower. Miles Prower. Yeah. Obviously a joke at miles per hour. I didn't make that. Equ- I, I, that never equated to like two or three years ago. I like, think we, we have talked about this. I don't I remember. Talk- when, I don't remember when or why we've talked about this, but we have talked about this either on BG Mania or Mac level in the past. I'm, sh- I'm sure of it. But yes, ne- ne- never clicked. There's another situation in my life where that happened, but I'll talk about I'll talk to Brian about that off the air because it's dirty. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Well, Frank, uh, you pretty much already said my next track for me, so we may as well jump to it now. Okay. From Sonic the Hedgehog, this is Green Hill Zone.
was Green Hill Zone from the original Sonic the Hedgehog on Sega Genesis. This released here in North America on yeah, so I had to make sure it was it was uh, North America first. I had to make sure I looked at it correctly. June 23rd, 1991. I don't know why I thought this game came out in Japan first. I had to double check to make sure no, I had my Sega's, notes correct. Sega is an American company. Sega is not an American company, Frank. They are a Japanese company through and through. <laughs> but I, I, I tried. Yeah, I you know. tried and failed. <laughs> but yeah, this game actually did come out here in North America first and composed, as was the previous track, we did forget to mention it, by Masato Nakamura, the gentleman who was responsible for the entire soundtracks of, of Sonic 1 and 2, which, man, good freaking stuff right there. He's His, his work on those two games... Phenomenal, man. Absolutely phenomenal. I, he still had that legacy with dude, those two. I don't even know what else he did, to be quite honest. And I'll look it up later on uh, as we go as we go live. Uh, but holy crap. I honestly and, and I believe we've talked about this. He only worked on Sonic the Hedgehog 1 and 2. I believe it. I absolutely believe that. Yeah, we, we, we've talked about this, I think, when we talked about him in one of the other instances where he played from Sonic 2. But yeah, he was picked up by Sega to compose the music for the original Sonic in 1990. And then he worked on Sonic 2 and that was it, man. He originally was going to do the soundtrack for three, but they like kicked him out because he wanted to get paid more and they wouldn't pay him more. And I think that was the gist of it. He only did these two games, which is absolutely incredible. This track right here, man, it's the one that I heard over and over and over and over again, because let me let you in on a little secret. I sucked as a kid at Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic was hard. Sonic was, and to an extent, the older games still are challenging. I, I find them, I can get through them now. I can actually defeat the original Sonic games, but they do still pose a challenge. But I can't tell you the amount of times I booted this game up at my grandma's house. That's where my Genesis was. It was actually at her house. I would throw in Sonic. And I would hear Green Hill Zone. I would die over and over and over again. So this song really is just engraved in my memory, dude. It's such a good track. I really like this one a lot. On top of that, this track, uh, you hear it in a lot more Sonic games. Like it, it, it's, it's such, it's, it's so iconic. It's almost like a theme to, to Sonic that, uh, you know, you, you hear this just about every modern Sonic game just remix somehow. Correct. Um, like you said, yeah, Masato Nakamura only did Sonic 1 and 2. Um, I want to pick a bit more of an offbeat Sonic game. Sonic Spinball. This is The Toxic Caves.
and that was the Toxic Caves from Sonic Spinball. Uh, came out November 18th, 1993, and uh, composed by Howard Drossen. I don't know about you, Brian, but I really love Sonic Spinball. Sonic Spinball, man, is one of my favorite games from the Sega Genesis. I'm not even going to all right, lie. All right, all right. It really is. Um, it's one of those things I didn't think I was going to like at first. Because, like, yeah, who really wants to play a pinball game? It's not just a pinball game. It's it's so much more than that. And it was... I, I, I pop this in from time to time, too. Like, it just... It's, it's super, super fun. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, my dad and I used to spend hours... I think I may have mentioned this before... But my dad and I used to spend hours upon hours of playing Sonic Spinball. And one of my favorite memories was back in like the winter, I think, of like 93. Because when did Sonic Spinball release? November 18th, 93. Okay, November 18th, 1993. So it would have had to have been... Man, because my dad passed away mid-94. So this had to have been like January, February of 1993. And, you know, just as a small child playing this with him and... Just getting to have these snow days because it was a really bad winter that year. We had like three or four snow days in a row and he took those days off and we just sat there and we played the Super Nintendo. We played the Genesis. We played a lot of Mario Kart. We played a lot of a lot of Sonic Spinball just during that. It was like a blizzard and I, it was a really bad storm. You might remember it. I don't even know if it hit New York or not, but it I'm was, sure it did. Yeah, but it was it's such a good game. It's such a good game. It's one of those games that uh, was good. You, you must have played the hell out of this. I played the hell out of it. Oh, absolutely. That if, you, that if you pop it in now, you remember all the paths that you have to take and the things you have to do. Just because you, die, you died so many times learning it by trial and error. Absolutely. Like, if you were to pop this game in and play for like a friend, like the show who's never seen this, they'd be like, wow, you're really, really good at this game. You know exactly what to do. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's because you put so much time into this game, but now it's all one big fluid motion. Yeah, and it's not that long of a game. I think I we were talking about it listening. I think it's like three or four areas and then a yeah. boss fight or the boss fight might be the fourth area. I'm not I can't remember exactly. That was the final thing was the boss fight. But yeah, it's just the fact that you, had, you collect you, know, you had to collect the, uh, the chaos emeralds along the way and all that. And it's and it was super cool. It was very cool. It was a great it was a great usage of the IP because Sonic spins pinball spinball like it was it was a very clever usage of the ip probably my favorite spin-off of a sonic game like one that actually was surprisingly good and the music itself like i said that track the best one there are several other tracks they're not nearly as good but not as good there's they're really still only one good other. they're still good but they're not nearly as good but uh yeah that was howard drossen and uh we'll see him come back into play a little later on as well perfect perfect uh, all right, man, I'm going to stick with the Sega Genesis and I'm going to go back to the original Sonic the Hedgehog because it's a game that we didn't really pay any attention to before this episode. We had not played a single thing from the original Sonic. So pretty crazy. I want to rectify that. I want to play from Sonic Starlight Zone. Thank you. 
And that was Starlight Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog on the Sega Genesis, once again composed by Masato Nakamura. And one thing, dude, first of all, how jolly is this tune? Like, it is just so it really upbeat. Is. It is so... Man, we've, we've used this, I guess, phrase or metaphor before when describing tracks, but it does feel a lot like downtown Disney. It feels a lot like Main Street Disney or things like that where it's just like a, a fun, not necessarily festival, but festive air. That was the feeling I was getting in my house. Like in my head, I'm thinking, you know, if there was like a Sonic uh, theme park, I would hear this, I'd hear this playing. Downtown Disney's a very good equation on that one. Absolutely. Uh, and, and just Starlight Zone in general as an actual area, the track fits so perfectly, man. It's such a beautiful area. It's, the track itself is gorgeous. Masato Nakamura did a fantastic job on this one. Um, what I really like about the original Sonic the Hedgehog, though, is that it inspired all of those cartoons we used to watch, man. That's true. Yeah, we used yeah. to we used to watch those while you were probably started out with the what Super Mario Brothers Super Show. I think that yes. was the first one, and then like Zelda and all that stuff. But those those were hitting when I was too young to understand really what was happening. Frank's a little bit older than I am by like 20 years, but still. Um. <laughs> I wish, Brian, I need that AARP card to kick in like this. <laughs> but yeah, man, I and I still to this day, because they're on Star's Kids or Star's Family, I DVR the Sonic cartoons, the Mario cartoons, because they put them on weekly on Saturday mornings. It's freaking cool. I, I still watch them sometimes. It's cool. It's cool to think that Saturday morning cartoons still persist somewhere. Yeah. You just have to pay for them because it's a premium channel. But luckily it comes free with our Internet because we pay with think the fastest speeds or whatever. Yeah, man. Great freaking tune. Great freaking game. Great cartoons. We did a whole uh, episode on gaming cartoons. If you want to check out we another did. show we do called uh, Flavor Text. It's every Thursday on YouTube. We don't usually talk about it here on, on BG Mania, but it's like our max level podcast. Just a tenth of the length. We talk about just one topic and that's it. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a special YouTube exclusive show that we do. It is. Yeah, it's super cool. So check it out. YouTube.com slash down games if you want to check it out. But, it is something very special, Brian. Ooh. OK, I like where you're going with this. From Sonic 2. This is the special stage.
that frustrating track was Special Stage from Sonic the Hedgehog 2. That is a fan-freaking-tastic uh, track. That I is love not that, frustrating. I, I, oh, I, love that, I love that track, but that track haunts my dreams. Trying to get the all the coins to get the Chaos Emeralds in Sonic 2. And that's my least favorite of the bonus stages in all of these... Uh, all the Sonic games, the side-to-side the -side kind of thing, it, which, which was done like in like a 3D tunnel kind of deal. Yeah, it was it was hard to master. I mean, I eventually did because you know I gotta go supersonic. It's just, you know it's the, one of the coolest things ever. <laughs> I, you know, w w was supersonic in Sonic One? I do not believe so. I don't think so. But it was pretty cool to see you know because I'm a big Dragon Ball Z fan. Yeah, and just um, Sonic going supersonic. There's no way in hell that wasn't inspired. But Dragon Ball Z. Going Super like it's, Saiyan? He <laughs> it, 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 it literally turns golden and glows uh, after collecting the, 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 the seven power stones. Oh, no, it's, Dragon it's, Ball. it's absolutely inspired by it, dude. There's, if they say otherwise, they're liars. Because Dragon Ball started uh, mid-80s, right? The manga even before that, I believe. Yeah, so, I mean, it definitely was inspired by that. But I'm glad you picked this track. I'm glad you picked this track. Because it, it reminds me of something we actually do on our Max Level podcast every Monday mo uh, morning, which is our general video game discussion podcast. We do a segment in that show now called Bonus Stage. And what Bonus Stage is, it's a trivia game each and every week at the end of the episode. Five questions, Frank and our two other uh, co-hosts on the show, Sean and Kyle, two other co-workers here at Level Down Games. They all compete, and whoever gets the most questions right out of those five gets to have the quote-unquote final word on the show before the outro. So, like, whatever they say there, that's the last thing you're going to remember except for the outro. So it's kind of cool. We do that little competition, and in the back, in the background during that little show or segment is always a, a special stage track. Last week, we did the one from Super Mario World in the background. This week, for listeners that actually listen to both shows, you may notice this track here was the one we used in the background of, of bonus stage during Max Level on Monday. So a little hidden Easter egg there for you. And I think the right person won that last one. Uh, Yeah, you won with one point. <laughs> one freaking point, man. I guess the doesn't questions matter. were too hard. Inch or a mile, doesn't matter as long as I win. Yep. Yeah. What you boy brought home the W. Yeah, you, you you're getting somewhere. <laughs> you even Honor. got to, you even got an honorary pick and pick of the week during the new releases. So there you go. Yeah. Today was your day. <laughs> Everything's everything is coming up, Frank. Coming up, Frank. All right, man. I'm gonna take us to the handheld side of things on today's episode because I myself did dive a little bit into the Game Gear catalog. So I want to take a look. Which we'll talk about the comparisons, the differences when we get back. This is from the original Sonic the Hedgehog on the Game Gear. The track is Bridge Zone.
was Bridge Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog on the Game Gear, which released December 28th, 1991. That's the only date listed on Wikipedia, so that's just what we're going with. It doesn't say if that was... I can't. I guarantee it wasn't worldwide, but it doesn't say if it was North American, Japan. I have no idea. That was composed by my favorite composer of all time, the wonderful Mr. Yuzo Koshiro. Really? Yep. <laughs> all right. Yeah, Yuzo Koshiro did the entire soundtrack for the original Sonic the Hedgehog on the Game Gear. So if you want to hear his takes on some of the Masada Nakamura tunes that we heard on the Genesis, just listen to the Game Gear soundtrack. It's pretty cool. That is really cool. I had no idea. Yeah, that's actually pretty freaking cool. But there are slight differences between the original Sonic the Hedgehog on both Genesis and Game Gear. While they do play almost identical, they feature, well, not they, the Game Gear version features like one or two additional zones that weren't seen in the Genesis version, but they might drop a zone or two that were in the Genesis version. So they just, they give a little bit of difference, but for the most part, they do play the same and they feature the same levels, except for like one or two, as I said. That is pretty neat. I'm gonna have to go back and try to re-explore that. Yeah, and, and definitely take a listen to the soundtrack differences between especially Sonic 1 on Genesis and Game Gear, because again, you're having Yuzo Koshiro versions of Masato Nakamura's tunes from the Genesis. I'm going to have to bug my buddy upstairs to borrow his Game Gear. Yeah. See if he'll make the same mistake that he made years and years ago. Of it's me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, check it out. Super cool. I think it's time that I play you a Sonic and Knuckles track. Um, let's do this. Okay. And I'll tell you a, a, a nice fun little Sonic and Knuckles story when we come back from this track. This is the Sky Sanctuary.
and that was a Sky Sanctuary from Sonic and Knuckles, which dropped uh, October 18th, 1994, uh, composed by uh, Jun Sonoy and Howard Drossen. I couldn't find which one did what, uh, which, which track on this one, unfortunately. But I, I'm pretty sure Jun was the uh, the main. Uh, I believe that is correct. Yes. Um, so like I said, I have a little story here, and yeah, sure, I'll say it's a fun story, but it was more of 12-year-old Frank is a dick. Okay. So 37-year-old Frank is a dick. <laughs> yeah. 25 years later, nothing really changes. Um, so I got this game for Christmas. It's the only thing I asked for for Christmas, for Christmas of the 94. I, 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 I had lots of other games. 94 was a good year for games, as we, as we looked into. Um, this is all I wanted. The only thing I wanted. And I didn't get it. Santa Claus didn't bring it to you? I was incensed. I was pissed. I mean, my father went ahead and he bought me a starter jacket. Buffalo Bills. Not a Bills fan, but it was cheaper than buying a Jets jacket. Uh, Surprised. <laughs> they both suck. The Bills made the Super Bowl two years in a row. Yeah. I guess, back, I, guess, yeah, I guess back then they actually were good. I, they were good. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they lost to the Cowboys. Neither here nor there. But uh, I, got, you know, I got I got lots of presents, too. I was spoiled. I'm not going to sure my parents spoiled the hell out of me. But I didn't get Sonic and Knuckles. But I just, as I said earlier, I got this game for Christmas. So uh, my, my father thought he was funny, and he is funny. He bought me Sonic and Knuckles, and he wrapped it up, and he put it on the inside pocket of the starter jacket that he bought me. I didn't notice this till much, much later on when they wanted me to go outside and do something for them. They like put the jacket on. I'm like, I don't want to wear the jacket. Like I'm pissed off now as a kid. I'm 12 years old. I didn't get the one thing I wanted for Christmas. My sisters got whatever they wanted. I didn't get what I wanted. Uh, Teaching you a lesson, son. And he goes, he goes, it's too cold out. Put the jacket on. I don't want to go outside. I don't want to help you guys out. Hate you. Put the damn jacket on. I feel something in the pocket. And then, you know, I pull it out and it's a wrapped present. And I'm like, oh, God, like, what, what is this? And I open it up and it's like, and of course, I open it up. And I'm in tears. I love you. Thank you. I'm so sorry. Like, I, uh, it, it went, I read the whole gamut of emotions. I was a spoiled little bitch. Yeah, sounds like it. That being said, super fun game. <laughs> you know, man, the story does sound very familiar to me. You've told that somewhere before. I, I can't. It's I can't. You, you can't. You can't make these things up. This is just how it, 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 a, a little aside to the story. I want to give a special F you to my sister, Nicole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nicole, I know you listen. Uh, F you. Um, you should see how serious he is right now. He cr crossed his arms and sat up on the desk, all straight backed, which you never really see. And uh, facing the camera. I'm upset with you. Um, <laughs> So apparently, if you take if you take Sonic Two and you put it in a Sonic and Knuckles, you get to play Sonic Two as Knuckles, a whole new experience. I learned about this while researching the music for this game, so uh, last week. <laughs> <laughs> now Nicole played a lot of Genesis, played my Genesis, which I paid for my own money, and <laughs> I, 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 I messaged her no more than twenty minutes ago. I was like, "Are you aware of this?" And she's like, yeah, of course. And if you put Sonic 1 in, you get to play bonus levels. So, Nicole, F you. You could have told me that. I would have played it. <laughs> but hey, you did not. play it now because you talked about it on max level. <laughs> well, I did play it, but I would have played this 25 years ago. It, it, su it sucks that I, I've had access to this whole combination for 25 years. And I did it this year. 
That's so hilarious. <laughs> yep, shout out to Nicole for being the uh, the best sister. Yeah, you're the best. Go to hell. Let's jump to a game we haven't actually played from yet that also released on the Genesis, but it was a late release on the Genesis. So from Sonic 3D Blast, this is Rusty Ruin Zone Act 1. was Rusty Ruin Zone Act 1 from Sonic 3D Blast, which again came out on the Sega Genesis Europe, November 5th, 1996, and North America, November 7th, 1996. This was a very, very, very late entry into the Sega Genesis because the Sega Saturn is already out. This also released on the Sega Saturn three weeks after it came out on the Sega Genesis. So I... Never really got around to playing this one until much, much, much later. But I did enjoy Sonic 3D Blast, man. It was a good game. Does this one have any special connectivity when you put it into Sonic and Knuckles, Nicole? I, that I don't <laughs> know. I guess we, I guess we have to ask her. I'm not sure. <laughs> the, uh, the Genesis and Saturn versions did have different composers, though. The, again, this particular track was from the Genesis version. Composed by two individuals, I wasn't, much like Frank, able to find who was responsible. Uh, Jun Sonoi and Tatsuyuki Maeda were the two responsible for the Sonic 3D Blast soundtrack. Yeah, man. Uh, I never played this one. Never? I have seen it. You've never played it. Okay, crazy. I've never played this, but uh, I, I should. I mean, I've played all the other Sonics. This is one of the few. I, I, there's a couple of Sonics in between I haven't played. You know what, man? Thinking back on it now, because Sonic 3D Blast actually is a pretty good game. Let me see if the, yeah, the wiki. Oh, man, I guess they, never mind. Wikipedia doesn't show that it's a good game, but I remember it being <laughs> a good game. <laughs> not, not not terrible. They, uh, they rated it IGN 6 out of 10, GameSpot 7 out of 10. Uh, EGM 6.8 out of 10. Like, it wasn't terrible. 
but so it's, 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 it's probably a solid seven. It's probably like a solid seven nowadays. And I, I just remember it being so much fun. I was actually going to say, I wonder if because we know that there is one Sonic game already on the upcoming Sega Genesis Classic coming out in September. I was wondering if maybe for a second one they would put something like this on there because it is different, but still offer a Sonic experience. Either that or maybe we'll get Spinball on there. That'd be great, too. That'd, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be fantastic as well. All right, well, I'm going to go back to my favorite Sonic game, which, I, as we all know, is Sonic 2. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be going taking the bathroom break in a moment, so uh, I, I make sure I'm not in aquatic ruin. Uh, this is the... Uh, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> this is the aquatic ruin zone. Hey guys, Brian here from Level Down Games, the Max Level Video Game Podcast, and the BG Mania Video Game Music Podcast here to talk to you a bit about OPC. We've been talking about OPC for the entire month, and for good reason. They blow any previous chair I've ever used out of the water. I'm not a stranger to quote-unquote gaming chairs, and have used several in the past. Without a shadow of a doubt, OPC delivers the ultimate level of comfort and support for extended gaming hours, or in my case, extended studio sessions at work. The ergonomic pillows are a big reason for the comfort levels being so nice, a smaller one to support your head and neck, and a much larger one for the lumbar support that I didn't know I needed until I positioned it correctly and sunk back into the chair. They're made from the same type of material that you can find in high-end luxury cars, so you know these babies are comfortable. After having put over 10 hours a day in this chair for the past month straight, you can take my word for it. OP Seat is at the top of the class when it comes to quality gaming chairs. Head on over to OPSeat.com today and upgrade your battle station the way it deserves to be done. was aquatic rune zone from sonic 2 um i love, i mean I, I could gush about this game for days uh, again masato nakamura composed this one such a fun stage uh and i generally don't like water levels because i really don't like the whole uh getting the, getting the bubbles to, 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 to Ooh, refill your yeah everything. yeah yeah but uh, thankfully, this one had like split paths. So, like you could have went the top path and tried to avoid all the ruins and then the arrows and stuff that came at you, or you would have got stuck under the water and doing all those little things. Uh, I, I always loved that in Sonic games where there wasn't just one clear path you had to take. Yeah, they let you go your own path, so to speak. 
you know, if you're fast enough, you're good enough, or if you have, uh, you know, your sister playing as tails to help you fly over things, you know, it's how it is. Or, Frank, was she playing as Knuckles? I'll kill her. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of wish that you would remember right now that you guys used to play it together as as kids and that she used to use Knuckles and you just never realized it. No, because I would if they would have been locked together, I would have known. That would have broke. It would have broken my heart if I even walked in, saw it put together like that, and didn't turn it on. <laughs> That'd been funny. That'd been good oh, stuff. Man. That'd have been good stuff. But all right, well, another solid pick, though. Really, again, fantastic track. Uh, Masato Nakamura did, as we talked about, such a good job on the soundtrack. I, this is one of my favorite levels too. It just—it's so pretty. I mean, it has, it has the pillars and the, the ruins and the like the, the Olmec kind of Aztec like traps with like it's so it's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I want a new Sonic game. We'll Sonic get the, Mania 2. Yeah, we're, we're going to get Sonic Mania 2. You do know that. I mean, they're definitely going to do that. One thousand percent. All right, man. Well, I'm going to jump now to a game that we actually only have one pick from, and that's the what? Sega Genesis version of Sonic the Hedgehog 3, which now, I, I know we've been playing music from Sonic and Knuckles, so you might be thinking to yourself, I thought this was the same thing. And well, it technically is Sonic the Hedgehog 3, when it originally released, didn't have Knuckles, the counterpart in there. And the soundtrack, this is the soundtrack that had like ties to Michael Jackson. So yeah, I, th- I, th- I think Knuckles was just a bad guy in the game. Hmm? Or like, I think Knuckles is the bad guy in Sonic 3. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't playable at all. Not, uh, no, not at all. Yeah. So, and again, this is the soundtrack that had ties to Michael Jackson, and they they wanted to put out, like, an update, but also add new content, like a expansion pack or a mini sequel. So that's where Sonic and Knuckles came into play, which features the exact same content as Sonic 3, but additional stuff as well, plus you can play as Knuckles. But this is from the original Sonic uh, Sonic 3 release, because it's the original recording of that track. This one right here is Carnival Night Zone, Act 1.
And that was Carnival Night Zone Act 1 from Sonic the Hedgehog 3, which came out here in North America on February 2nd, 1994. Four? Fe okay. Yeah, February 2nd, 1994, because then Sonic and Knuckles would come out uh, nine months later, October 18th, 1994. Okay. So yeah, this, this game actually came out uh, in the early months of 94 where Sonic and Knuckles was the later months. But okay. again, this was the soundtrack that had a ton and ton of different composers on it, including Michael Jackson. I was able to find a breakdown for this one because this again, this release is still embedded in so much controversy. But this particular track was composed by six individuals all at once. Brad Bukes, uh, Brad Buxer, Bobby Brooks, Daryl Ross, Doug Grisby III, Jeff Grace, and Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is responsible for 10 tracks on the original Sonic the Hedgehog 3 release, including Carnival Night Zone Act 1 and 2. He also worked on Ice Cap Zone Act 1 and 2, Launch Base Zone Act 1 and 2. And then if we skip down, he worked on the Sonic 3 mini-boss music, but not the Sonic and Knuckles mini-boss music. Again, Do you know why? Because they replaced every track that he worked on in the no, Sonic. Do, do, do you know why Michael Jackson was associated with this game? I have no idea. Let me finish reading the tracks and you can tell me. Oh, oh there's more. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no. Don't worry. Uh, so the Sonic 3 mini-boss track he also did. Uh, then we look at he, he did the staff role for Sonic 3. He did the Knuckles theme for Sonic 3 and the competition music. So those and, and again, he, he worked with those other five individuals who may have just been part of the Michael Jackson entourage. I have no idea, but that's the 10 tracks he's responsible for. But yes, how did he get associated with the game? Brad Buxer uh, worked on him on the Dangerous album. OK, so these guys were associated with him then. Yes. So uh, he worked on the Dangerous album and just in conversation, he's like, yeah, I'm working on Sonic 3. You want to? Want to collaborate on that? And Michael Jackson's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, then, but then he wanted his name taken off of it if they couldn't get it to sound any better just based upon what the chip can actually do. Yeah. Um, the song in general, you could definitely hear um, that New Jack Funk Swing uh, jam song. Jam. From the Dangerous album. Okay, yeah. Jam. Do not. Do not. Don't like that. Uh, Something like that, yes. Somewhere. I, I, don't, I don't know the lyrics, to be honest. Uh, it's it's not, not the biggest Michael Jackson song, but it's, uh, it's up there. To be ignorant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Great music, though, man. Uh, the traditional carnival theme, super good in there. It's it's a fun track. It's a that's what it's meant to be. It inspires fun. It's a fun track. You know, let's take it back to let's take it back to the start. OK, as, uh, as Coldplay would have said, um, well, they would say they would try to fix you, but they would be unsuccessful. You can't fix this. From Sonic the Hedgehog 1, what Brian really needs, this is Scrap Brain Zone. <laughs>
that was the scrap brain zone from Sonic One. How about that bass, huh? How about that bass drum? Dude, that <laughs> kick drum in the background is so freaking. They're just hammering on that thing. Was that you smacking your stomach? Yes, the best bass drum around here. <laughs> they were just smacking that bass drum, though, man. It was so freaking intense. I really like that a lot. I love this kind of sound from the Sonic games in general. Uh, this the, the, this style persists throughout all the Sonic games. Uh, like the, the, this, this this funky ethereal. Uh, what's, uh, how do you describe the music for Scrap Brain Zone? I don't know what genre it fits into. Um, I really almost. You know what? Some some type of tribal. It could Maybe. be. It could be slightly tribal. I don't know. Just the drum. Know. The drum really reminds I, I, me tribal. I just I, I don't, whatever the genre is, I like it, uh, and it's very Sonic esque, uh, which makes sense. It's a Sonic one, um, but like yeah, a lot of like the later stages, like a two and three and Knuckles, have tracks very similar to Scrap Brain Zone. Yeah. Um, wherever that style is, if you know it, let us know. Uh, it's bgmania at livingongames.com. Say, so, you know, you just title it, Hey Dummies, the style is. Let's put it there, because that's a good way to get our attention. Start off your sentence with Hey Dummies. Hey Dummies, yeah. Hey Dummies. But no, composed again by Masato Nakamura as well. Absolutely. The yeah. master of time and space. Oh, wait, that's Hiro Nakamura. Um, <laughs> All right, well... I guess I... Oh, uh, hang on. Avenger wants to select a track because he's sitting on my lap here because he's being a little whiny baby in the studio. So he... Oh, Avenger! Let's, let's, let's do an endgame spoiler. We'll no, it. we're not going to do that. No, but his his name is based off of them. And he's sitting here on my lap staring at me wondering what we're doing. But we... Batman shows up. <laughs> Avenger is going to select from Sonic the Hedgehog 2, but the Game Gear version, Frank. Sonic the Hedgehog what? 2 on the Game Gear. This is Crystal Egg Zone.
that was Crystal Egg Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog 2 on the Game Gear, which released here in North America on November 17th, 1992. Two composers behind this soundtrack, I was not able to find a breakdown of who was responsible for what, so we'll give blanket credit to both, Neofumi Heitaya and Masafumi Ogata, the two individuals responsible for composing this particular soundtrack. And much like the differences between Sonic 1 Genesis and Sonic 1 Game Gear, they do feature largely the same amount of zones, the same zones entirely, except for like one or two that each version had exclusive to it. So they still had the same amount, just, you know, two versions existed on Genesis, two versions on the Game Gear. The soundtrack, though, for this one, not nearly as strong as Sonic 1 on the Game Gear. And I probably chalk that up a lot to Yuzo Koshiro, man. I really do. Just being I mean, an absolute legend follow. at what he does. Exactly. So just doing, you know, knocking that out of the park on, on a system like the Game Gear. Uh, definitely a tough act to follow. You're right. But the, the, the soundtrack is still fun to listen to. Uh, never played the game, though. Never played this game. I will, Linda. You know what? It was time for Brian. It's time for our user pick. And which, funny enough, and again, you did not know about, happens to be one of your picks. Uh, it just goes to show that our, our listeners pick the best songs. Because, you know, I, I, I uh, consciously. Yeah, yeah. They, they kind of know our style, too, a little bit, I think. <laughs> this pick comes from Martin in the UK. Holler, holler. What's up? Uh, from Sonic pip, and pip, Knuckles. Pip, pip. No, we're not going to be racist, Brian. That's not racist, Frank. That's Pip Pip yeah. Chidio, Frank. Okay, yes, Pip Pip Dilly Doo. Uh, from Sonic and Knuckles, this is the Flying Battery Zone. Jolly good track, Brian. Uh, was the flying battery was the flying battery zone from Sonic and Knuckles, uh, composed by Jun Sonoy and Howard Rossen. I don't know which one, so we're gonna go with both. How about that? I don't think they say that over in the UK. How about that? It's probably not, it's probably not something they say. Stuff that in your pipe and smoke it. I don't know. Like, I, I don't. Great, great pick. I mean, I unconsciously picked it myself because this is one of the best. It is really one of the best Sonic tracks I think that's ever been created. Uh, Fan freaking tastic, man. So freaking good. Just. And it fits so well. It fits so well to the stage, much like uh, Starlight Zone did earlier. We talked about 
This fits so well to the stage that's actually happening in front of you as you play through it. The music, it 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 seamlessly transitions. It's really cool, dude. It really it, this is this is like the pinnacle of Sonic music. It's it's right up there with with the uh, Sonic 2's Chemical Hill Zone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Those are definitely top five for sure in terms of Sonic <laughs> tracks. Absolutely. But excellent, excellent pick, Martin. Yes, Martin. Thank you so much for recommending this episode for being interactive with us through email or social media, whatever, and just suggesting episodes, suggesting tracks. That's what we want. We want the interaction. So if you want to request episode ideas or you want to request music for upcoming BG Manias with radio hours or even themed episodes when we announce them ahead of time, feel free to reach out. BGmania at leveldowngames.com. We take every submission, make sure it gets played always. Every fan submission, they we will get to them eventually. Yes, I may put it off for like a month or two if we have a, a set path of episodes we already wanted to follow, but we always will get to those episodes, I, I assure you. So definitely keep the submissions coming. We, we greatly appreciate it. Um, we're going to move now to another one of my picks that happens to come from Sonic 3D Blast on the Sega Genesis. This one right here is boss number one.
And that was boss number one from Sonic 3D Blast, again composed by two individuals, Jun Sonoi and Tatsuyuki Maeda. That is freaking amazing, dude. That track right there, freaking banging from start to finish. The bass guitar in that is incredible. Yeah, that boom, 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 boom. Yeah, just over and over and over throughout. Very freaking, it speeds up, it gets faster in certain sections, man. It's a great piece of video game music. That is a fun track right there. Is, is it a good uh, boss fight, too? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like I said, I really enjoyed Sonic 3D Blast. Now, as we talked about when we played the first track, apparently back then critics didn't necessarily agree, but I, I think even just saying it's a, an average game or, you know, just a, a decent Sonic game, they I thought it was fun. I don't know, man. I don't know. But I guess you thought that crazy Simpsons games were fun and they weren't. You know what? As long as it brings you enjoyment, it's fun. Yeah, exactly. So just whatever. I guess we had fun with us kids. Yeah. But I remember it being a fun boss fight. But the soundtrack, man, I could have picked so many different things. And I actually had several picks from 3D Blast on my list. But I was like, I really want to get some representation from Game Gear. I really wanted to get a couple things from the original Sonic. I actually went heavy on 3D Blast at first and I had to scale it back. Yeah, it's crazy. I have to play this game because it's one of the few that I haven't played and yeah. Much like you not beating, like you not beating every high roll. I haven't saved every, wherever the hell Sonic's from. Chow Garden. Chow, yeah, I haven't saved every Chow Garden. <laughs> <laughs> my, my Chows need me. Yes, they do. All right. So for the final track we're playing this episode. Nope. No, for the final I track that I'm playing, that yep. I'm presenting in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's only fitting. My last track is going to come from Sonic Two. This is the Mystic Cave Zone. the Mystic Cave Zone from Sonic 2 
Brian kind of pointed out, it's very similar to that uh, Carnival Hill, uh, Carnival Act Zone. Yeah, Carnival Night Zone Act 1 that I played a little earlier from Sonic 3. Never realized how closely related those two tracks were until we heard them within that small amount of time of one another. They definitely, uh, they definitely have a lot of similarities, including the Carnival music built into them. Don't be ripping people off, Michael Jackson. Okay. Ooh, yeah, maybe. When did Jam come out? Maybe, uh, maybe he got inspiration from Sonic 2, which then the inspiration in Sonic 3 really is just inspiration from Sonic 2 instead of Michael Jackson. If I were Sega, I would sue his ass so hard. Nothing. No, nothing. No. Maybe we'll they'll get the rights of Moonwalker and we can have a cool game come back out. Ooh, maybe we could get Moon. Maybe we could get Moonwalker on the uh, Genesis Classic at that point then. Ooh, because that that. that would uh, make me happy. I would love to see that on there because it really is. Even though you don't think about it, Moonwalker is kind of a classic Genesis game. <laughs> it, really, it absolutely is. Yeah, yeah. But fantastic pick though, man. Mystic Caves. Uh, another great zone. Great music composed again by Masato Nakamura who also happens to be the composer for the closing out track that we're going to play, my last pick on the episode, because it comes from the original Sonic the Hedgehog on Sega Genesis. We're going to take a listen to Marble Zone, again, by Masato Nakamura. And I kind of wanted to start the episode... I'm sorry, I kind of wanted to finish the episode with the start of the franchise. I, th- I thought it just made perfect sense to me. Uh, and another great freaking track, man. It is. I mean, that's another one of the most iconic tracks that you can think of when it comes to uh, Sonic... Mainly because you die a lot there. You you definitely do die a lot there. Yeah, you definitely do. And it it has like a, a slightly different feel to it than we hear in a lot of other Sonic music. It, it, you can kind of tell it, it's a little bit heavier on what I would assume might be the synthesizer. That's kind of what it sounded like to me a little bit in the track. So it might be a little heavy on that. But it's good. I'm, I'm replaying. I'm replaying it in my head, man. It's a it's a good track. We're big fans of the synthesizer, so uh, yeah, simple. yeah. It's I don't know if it's actually a synthesizer or not. It kind of does sound like it to me, but Jesus, the the track is such a good freaking one. It's great, man, and and that just goes to show because we focused on again by request, Martin over in the UK, Sonic One, Two, Three, Knuckles, and anything that released on the Genesis and Game Gear. All the music we played today was really good was really good and all the music we listened to for the most part except for like Sonic Drift and those weird games the music we listened to in preparation for the episode really good Sonic music's fantastic it always has been we knew that better than Mario music from no. 1, 2, and 3? no I don't think so you know what I say it's pretty damn close you think it's close I think Mario 1, 2, and 3 man it's so not a fair comparison though because Mario 1, 2, and 3 was 8-bit, whereas Sonic was 16-bit for its trilogy. Okay, Super Nintendo, Super Nintendo versus Genesis for Mario. You know what? It's pretty close. Yeah, I still would lead Mario World, though, I think. I think I would still lead Mario World, so I don't know. I, it, you're right, it is close, I Sonic. Mean, you know what? Again, let us know. Yeah, we, l- we let love, us know what you thoughts. think. If, if, uh, if you prefer the Super Nintendo sound of Mario or the Sega Genesis sound of the Sonic trilogy, definitely drop us a comment. You can do it on Podbean's website. You can do it on our own website, levedongames.com, or you can do it uh, just through email. We'll read it, social media. We see it everywhere. doesn't matter where you do it. And we're on all the social medias. I don't care where you find us. Fun episode. 
fun episode. And please, please keep on suggesting these things. We we love viewer submission like ideas. Yeah. Because it, it takes us out of our wheelhouse. It makes us think like, like, OK, we can do that. Exactly. So, yeah, super cool. Super fun episode. Really enjoyed doing this. We will do a follow up. Uh, as I already mentioned, Martin kind of suggested a, a Sega Genesis focused episode as well. We'll do that sometime in the future. Um, probably not anytime soon. Just just to throw it out there. It, it probably will be much later. And then at some point in the future, I also do want to do a a look into the modern Sonic music. So things that released on like the Dreamcast and wherever else you can find it. Like it'll pretty much be everything we haven't done in terms of Sonic music, except for like maybe the most recent ones. And we'll do another special episode for that. I have no idea. We'll figure things out. But it was a great episode. I really enjoyed this one. I had fun. Unfortunately, though, man, that isn't going to bring us to the close. Unless you have anything else you wanted to talk about before we get on out of here. Just uh, if you haven't already... Also check out our other podcast, the Max Level Podcast. It's a weekly podcast that we talk about video games, ourselves, and uh, two of our other compatriots. It's a real fun time. Uh, we'd love to see you there. Four friends sitting around a computer screen every Saturday morning just talking crap about video games. Yeah, super fun. And each other. And each other, absolutely. And each other. Uh, speaking of, though, I really do want to quickly plug, uh, if you missed it this past Sunday, I put up the bonus episode for the month of April uh, where we looked at a couple tracks from Yoshi's Crafted World. So if you want to take a listen to that and you haven't already, go check it out. Again, it posted on Sunday, April 28th, our bonus episode for the month of April, again, on Yoshi's Crafted World. But that is going to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible by leveldowngames.com. Thanks again to OPC for sponsoring both the episode and Level Down Games. Remember, you can catch our unboxing video and review on our website and check them out officially at opseat.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to bgmania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames and subscribe to us there. And while you're at it, if you haven't already, hit up twitch.tv slash leveldowngames and click that follow button. We are not live often. Usually when we do go live for conferences and coverage, we tend to be on YouTube. If you want to follow someone that is live often on Twitch every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday on a normal week-to-week basis, twitch.tv slash Bruce underscore deduce. That's B-R-U-C-E underscore D-E-D-E-U-C-E. Streaming a crap ton of different games over there, like Box Boy and Box Girl, My Time at Porsche, Katana Zero, Cuphead, Rocket League. Uh, Trying to talk him into doing some Dead by Daylight in the future as well. So yeah, check him out. Uh, Follow him. He's a good time to watch. And usually you can see myself... Sometimes Sean, sometimes Frank in the uh, chat interacting with people. We actually had a listener from Max Level pop in on, um, I want to say it was Thursday last week, which was kind of cool. Someone actually popped in, so they, they found it by listening to Max Level, which is interesting. So Awesome. Yeah, check them out. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook would be the place to do so. Again, check the description box for the appropriate links. Next week, man, I am so freaking excited because we are going to be taking a look at music from a game that just recently released. We're talking, uh, as a time of recording, it's April 27th. I know when this episode comes out, it's May 1st. But as a time of recording, the game just came out this month, not even barely a week ago. And we fell in love with the soundtrack, and it's already up for running for several awards leveled out games for 2019. We're talking Katana Zero, baby. We're going to be taking a listen to 16 different tracks from the synthwave, retrowave, 80s vibe-filled freaking fantastic game one of my favorite games of 2019 if not my favorite game of 2019 this game is so good frank and i are coming prepared with eight picks each be prepared 
for an epic episode next week. Again, we'll be taking a look at Katana Zero. Taking us out of this episode once again, we have Marble Zone from the original Sonic the Hedgehog on Sega Genesis, again composed by Masato Nakamura. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.